Welcome to the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast. I'm Gary Lawless. This is the interview series, and today's guest is Derek England. Welcome to the program, Darren. Thanks for having me. Just called you Darren. Good start. <laughs> right off the bat. It's all good. Did a little Derek England ever sit around his house in Edmonton and envision that he was going to be playing hockey in Las Vegas? Uh, I don't think that at that age you know what Las Vegas is, so I probably didn't even know it was, uh, you know, as a kid that age, you know, in the st- New York, all, all the hockey towns, and that's about it. And um, so, you know, I think uh, that's definitely a no. I've, even if you went to my East Coast years here in Vegas, I probably then it was still really far-fetched to have an NHL team here. It is amazing that you not just didn't just play here once you've played here twice you know played in the in the east coast league for for the wranglers and then when the, the nhl returns when you started hearing when you first heard bill foley might be bringing a team to the nhl did it like did it immediately click in your back of your head i'd like to do that a hundred percent yeah it's um right from the get-go we were hoping and um we follow along pretty closely um how things were going and from the East Coast days and how much the fans rallied around that. It's a different scale, but you could kind of tell that, you know, there's enough hockey fans to support a team and and build it from there. And, um, you you know, when they did the ticket drive, it kind of got you even more excited. And, um, you know, the more and more uh, it went along, the more excited you got. And, you know, my wife had stuff, uh, a, a shirt made up, they didn't know the logo or the colors, but England, Las Vegas, and just to throw out that vibe and hope that somehow we'd end up here. And, uh, you know, it all came full circle. I can remember before the first preseason game, I was kind of wondering, what's the crowd going to be like? Is it going to, is it going to, I should have spoke to you because you kind of probably already knew that they did get hockey and that there would be a, because we went, that first preseason game, you went to it and boy, oh boy, it was, it was just a hockey game. It felt felt like any other arena in that in that respect. It doesn't feel like any other arena in the big grand scheme of things, but it just felt like a hockey crowd. Yeah, it uh, you know it surprised me. I, I figured it would take a little bit of time to kind of break everyone in, and um, for people, you know, even just getting used to who they're seeing by their season tickets and whatnot, and get comfortable. And um, right out of the gate, it was uh, electric in there, and uh, it, it's still surprised me every single game when you go in there and it's uh, more than the last one every time. If we go to, to you know, after October 1 to the first home game here and you made your, uh, your major speech, which has now sort of become a really part of NHL lore, like it is, you know, when you talk about those great moments and great speeches in sport, yours is going to be one of those forever. And I, and it, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think I've heard you say a few times, I'm not really comfortable speaking in public. So is it kind of a little odd that one of one of the things you're forever going to be remembered for is grabbing a microphone and, and making a speech to a full arena? Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm not big stand in front of crowds. I can answer questions all day long, talk to people all day long. But just to make a speech, it was uh, pretty nerve wracking. Um, the days leading up to it and um but once you got out there it was it was much easier uh than i expected and um you know still to this day that's till i'm 
you know, 80 years old, hopefully uh, it's going to go down as probably the top thing I do ever in my career. Um, even winning the cup, you know, it's it was a pretty, like you said, it's a memorable sports moment that uh, you, you never want to have to do it, but uh, it's definitely going to stand up there with everything I've, I've accomplished. Why'd you do it? Uh, it, it took some, a little bit of thought and be, being not very good speaking in front of people, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, with the team being new and what happened and all the people that we knew that were there and affected, um, we just thought it was the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I, I honestly didn't think it was going to be, do as much just saying some words and. Um, you know, still three years later now, it's uh, people still thank you for that speech uh, because it uh, it helped them along the way in some sort. So it's uh, it's a pretty proud moment. You've got a hat on right now, and across the front of it, it says "Hero," and the in the in the O, it has a silhouette of the state of Nevada. What's that about? Uh, that's our, our foundation we started. So the first year we uh, what's we, it called? Uh, Ang- England's Vegas Born Heroes. Um, we started that uh, the first year and honored um, victims, uh, first responders, responders, uh, doctors, anyone that helped out uh, or was affected that night. And uh, the the second year, we kind of we want to ke- keep along the same same thing. So we made the foundation the second year, and uh, kind of branched off and um, you know wanted to branch out and. And honor people that just go above and beyond and do uh, amazing things in the community. It could be, you know, at uh, this year we had uh, uh, Lexi. She's nine, I believe, and she raises money selling lemonade and um, and do- donates all the money she makes um, to, to different causes. And um, you know, we met some amazing people throughout the way and kind of uh, started raising money. And it started out really small and. Um, we're hoping to grow it bigger and bigger and, and be able to do more uh, giving back to the community. It's pretty amazing. After every Vegas Golden Knights home game, I'm usually standing outside of the locker room waiting for for the room to open so we can go in and interview the players. And really shortly, I would imagine after, you know, you get your skates and your and your pants off and, uh, and whatever talking has to be done in the room is done. You come out in shorts, flip-flops, and a T-shirt, and uh, you're soaked, having just finished a hockey game, and you go and you you greet the people that are your guests at the game, and, and it, you do it right outside the dressing room. I've witnessed it, you know, umpteen times. And it's to me, it, it always amazes me because it doesn't matter whether the team won or lost, uh, that you are you're putting yourself in that headspace right away that, this person is special and I invited this person to the game and I'm going to go greet them. What's it like to do that? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, to meet these people and what they do. Um, it's amazing. They, they do amazing things and, um, it's an honor to meet them. So it's, uh, it's easy to get out, uh, get out of the game, get over there. You know, most games end late. So I try to do it, uh, immediately after so they can get, uh, get out and, um, but it's an honor, you know. My wife, uh, my wife meets them before the game and gives them a little swag bag and a jersey, and and uh, welcomes them to the game and stuff. And um, then I go and meet them after and uh, take some pictures, sign some stuff, and um, you, you know, it's an honor for me to meet those people as well. And now your wife is Melissa is 
you guys are partners in this and it's, you can see up, we see that too, because she's by the rink quite a bit and she's working with our marketing department to do stuff for the foundation. And uh, it, this is a partnership between you and her. Yeah, definitely. She's, uh, she's the brains, uh, behind most of it. Um, uh, she's creative. She went to, you know, school for marketing and stuff like that. So, um, she, she didn't follow that. She's, uh, you know, but, um, she knows what she's doing in that sense. And, um, so I kind of, uh, let her be the creative one in, in what we try to do. Um, obviously we discuss things and we're trying to figure out ways to do some ra- funny, uh, money raising and stuff. But, um, yeah, she does such a great job with, uh, with everyone. And, um, you know, she makes sure even when she doesn't want to go to a game and there's someone there that she, she goes to the game and meets them before. So, uh, hats off to her for all she does for, for our foundation. I love the story of how you guys met. Do you mind telling it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, after a game, we, uh, in the coast, East Coast, we, uh, would go to McMullins after the game. And so for those from not, from not from Vegas, um, McMullins is a little Irish bar just off the strip, uh, just off Tropicana and, uh, owned by really lovely people. Uh, their son played in the East Coast League and they raise a ton of money for cancer, uh, research as well. They're, the, the McMullins are fantastic people, but they also, <laughs> all that stuff is first, but they also own a really great bar. Yeah. It's a, it's an awesome Irish bar. Um, we, uh, you know, when we play in these coasts, you're not, uh, you're not, you're not making a lot of money. So they, uh, after every game, you could go over there and for five bucks, you'd get a, get a nice, uh, good meal and, and their shepherd's pie is phenomenal. Um, so we'd go over there and she just happened to be there. So, uh, I did my best to get her number. And back then I didn't have a cell phone. So, you know, the old landlines and stuff and, um, Invited her to a game uh, the next night or a couple nights later, and uh, I got in a big fight, and uh, and she didn't show back up at McMullen's where she was supposed to meet me, and um, you know I had to call her um, from there, and she thought I was crazy because I got a fight, and I'm like, no, no, that's you know that's my job, so it was kind of funny, and she ended up coming and meeting me anyway, so it uh, it all panned out. Did you have uh, like the? Did you have like a bandage on your nose or your? Did you have no, a, I. Uh, I <laughs> you that was a pretty good. Yeah, that was a pretty good, pretty good one on my my half. Anyway, so it uh, it went well for me. And it is kind of weird. Like uh, you know, I I would not say that you got to the NHL because you has a fighter, but it didn't hurt you. It was a it was a big part of your part of your game for a long time, and uh, and now it's not. You know, what I mean, yeah. I don't think it's. Uh, but it is interesting because. Every once in a while, somebody will do something, and I and we're watching, and you can tell that you are in that moment where you're willing to do it, and and you are letting that the the opponent know you want to like I'm ready to fight you here. I'm ready to, to do my to do my thing, and not many guys want to, not too many guys want to engage anymore. Yeah, there's uh, you know there's less uh, heavyweights. I guess you got big time heavyweights in the league, and. You know, the one guy that uh, is uh, always a willing combatant is on our team, so I don't have to worry about fighting him or anything. Ryan Reeves, you're referring to? Yeah, Yeah. fought him three times already. So have you really? Yeah, he's uh, he's tall. He throws hammers. Um, What's the record there? Ah, if you go on hockey fights, one one one. I think that he's he's won them all. Oh yeah, but by like just a few percentages here or there and. uh, But on there, but I think he won hands down for sure. Uh, He's tough. He's probably one of the tougher guys that I've ever fought, but um, yeah, it definitely got me in the league. It uh, um, 
at least got me noticed and it's a it was a huge element back when I started in the league and um, you, you know you come up and you're trying to do whatever you can to make the team and you end up fighting some extremely tough guys that uh, you do well against and uh, open some eyes so it got me there and then uh, uh, you know the, the coaches I had really worked with me on the, the foot speed and the, the skills and development and and that uh, that helped out a lot. Well, just this morning I was watching you. Uh, you're, you're working with the skating instructor, and then you're working with uh, with with Misha Donskoff from the from the Golden Knights on skills. And uh, and listen, I have the good fortune of being in the building all the time. And you're the first guy because soon as the season was over, you're the first guy that that showed up back here at City National Arena to start to work out. You weren't on the ice right away, but you were. How much time did you take off? You take a week off, maybe. Yeah, week ten days yeah, off. Yeah. Um, I, I try not to take too much time off because the more time it, uh, you take off, the more time it takes to get to the point where you were at. So um, I enjoy working out. It's it's fun. You know that first after ten days, I might not have been in here very often, a few times, but uh, you're, you're doing other workouts just to kind of clear your mind from the rink and um, and get you ready to start that uh, that push come come time to start working out uh, every day here. So you have continued to, uh, I, I, to correct me if I'm wrong, you're a better skater now than when you broke into the league for sure. Are you also, you, you know, you were in your 20s, but are you more fit now? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, maybe uh, I've always, probably since the first year I made Pittsburgh, um, that's the first year I really buckled down on everything from, from nutrition to working out and training to... Uh, taking care of my body, um, and it's paid paid off huge. It um, has got me where it is, and uh, I know I have to every year. Uh, I want to keep playing. I, it's almost like you have to work a little bit harder to, you know, get that extra step. And you know, guys are getting younger and faster. And uh, if I want to stick around for a little longer, I gotta I gotta do a little more. What's it like to say no to more money? It's uh, it was nice to hear. Um, um, so you had multiple offers from a number of teams yeah. for more money than you eventually signed with for Vegas this offseason. Yeah, yeah, they had, we had teams offering us, uh, you know, more money for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, once once I get the phone calls and the next day I met with George and, um, you know, we we're on the same page and it was uh, it's an easy decision to, uh, to want to stay here and um, hopefully I can stay here for the rest of my career and get a couple more years in and, um but yeah, once once we knew that uh, they're on the same page as us, it was a it's a no brainer for us. It's interesting, uh, James Neal. I spoke to him in Calgary last year. It was the first time we saw him after he'd signed with Calgary in free agency. It wasn't going well for him, uh, but I also think that that you know James was a good fit with Vegas, and and Vegas was a good fit with him. Yeah, and he said to me, he, he this was on the record. I'm not telling like this was we recorded this. Yeah. He said you think you're making a decision, you know, but you're, and that decision is you're doing what's best for you financially, et cetera, et cetera. He goes, but in the end, you because the the instinct is more term, more money, you got to take that deal. And he, so he said, so you think you're making a decision, but you're actually not making a decision. The decision is what you did. The choice to say, nope, uh, that's really nice, but this is where, this is where I fit best. And I'm going to, and I'm going to take less money and I'm going to, and I'm going to play here. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's a tough situation. Um, 
you know, it's probably a little easier for guys that uh, don't call it home year round, um, you know, to see through uh, the stuff. But for me, it's, it's a no brainer. I know, like you said, Neeler was a great fit for our team and a great leader in the locker room and everything. And, um, you know, he's uh, still a great friend of mine. So uh, you're hoping the best in Edmonton and hopefully uh, has a, is, has a great year up there. And, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a decision. It was, uh, but an easy one for us. How you kind of take the risk to come here or you make the decision to come here and you were taking the expansion draft and probably in the back of your head, you were thinking, all right, it's going to be tough. We're not going to be great. And then you, th- these are among the best teams you've ever played on. You went to Stanley Cup final first year. And then last year, except for, you know, who knows what would have happened. And, and again, and, you know, you can look at that game seven against San Jose in a number of ways. The bottom line is team lost. Uh, but it looked like you were about to go on another run. This has been pretty magical. Yeah, it's been uh, amazing. You know, I had uh, obviously the opportunity to play in Pittsburgh with Flower and Neeler and, you know, Sid and those guys. And there's years when, when we got Iggy and, and uh, everyone's like, oh, this cup's theirs. And uh, second round, Boston swept us, you know, you know, and that's as far as I've made it, second round on, on some great teams. And to come here that first year, it was kind of unknown how the team would be, but to see what we accomplished that year and uh it was it was a magical year it was uh it's gonna go down as probably the most favorite year of of my hockey career for sure you're playing you just mentioned iggy and uh, jerome againla and i i think i've asked you about this before i i think it might have been his last game in calgary and you were playing for calgary and something happened and he started kind of saying to you let's fight and I can I was watching the game on television and you said something back to him and I think you said are you sure because I think at that stage he hadn't fought in a long time and you were still pretty you were known as one of the toughest guys in the National Hockey League uh, do you remember this do you remember oh, the situation yeah. yeah what happened well the game before against LA the the Chuck Doughty hit happened and um you know we're out there in warm-up and Chuck, obviously being being him, he goes and stretches right on the red line, and that brings Clifford and um, a few other guys over there. And so I go over there, and Iggy comes over. I'm like, don't worry, like whatever. And and we go out there, and within the first minute of the game, it's uh, penalty after penalty after penalty for us. And so I think I've killed seven minutes in the first ten minutes of the game, and uh, it feels like it, anyways. And you're tired. And yeah, so I'm gassed, and um, it's still it's a rough game. It was a big rival at the time, and I ran Kopitar behind the net, and all I hear is "All right, we're going now." And I'm like, "Oh, shit!" You know, <laughs> gassed, and and it, it, he's a tough guy oh, yeah. for a skilled guy. He can throw him, and he's a lefty, and not my favorite guys to fight are guys that throw lefts. And um, yeah, it was good. I was gassed. He, what did uh, you say to him when he first said, because you guys did talk, you skated up yeah. ice a little bit. Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm like, are, yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I said, but yeah, it was something along those lines. Are you sure? Yeah, are you yeah. sure you want to do this? All right, let's go, <laughs> type thing. So it was good, good times. And, and that was uh, near the end of his career in one of his one of his last games in Calgary. And uh, uh, the crowd reaction was uh it wasn't just a run-of-the-mill fight. It was uh, there was a, the, clearly they were saluting you, but they were also saluting him. He had given so much to that franchise. Yeah, he's, he, uh, he you know he was a, a great leader there uh, on and off the ice around the community, and um, you know everyone loved him no matter where he was, and 
and uh, you know I, I'm sure it was tough for him to leave there and and uh, but to come back and play and have a game like that uh, you, you know there's no better way to go out as your last game there. You've, you've developed a bit of a rivalry with LA and clearly there's one with San Jose. Do you like playing in the games where it's Listen, they're never like the 80s and the 90s anymore. I'm not going to suggest that. But when the, when the temperature is up a little bit, when the blood's running a little hot, do you like those games better? Yeah, it's it's so much easier to get up. Like, not to get up for the game, but um, you're excited. Like, for me, uh, you know, I play that physical style. So when guys are trying to hit me and uh, you're trying to run them, and uh, it just makes it fun. It's, uh, you know, I still... Uh, I haven't fought in a long time, a couple in the exhibition the last two years, but I still enjoy it. It's fun. You know, win, lose, doesn't matter. It's it's just part of my game. And, you know, you get one a year, it's it's not bad. But uh, like I said, there's not a lot of guys uh, that are fighting a lot uh, anymore. So it's kind of toned down. But, uh, yeah, it's still a huge part of my game. And uh, just to have that, uh, you know, me, Revo, out there, guys with some bite, it uh, might tone some guys down a little bit. I remember when I was growing up, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a rite of passage you get in your first fight as a hockey player. And I can remember the saying that uh, they would always sort of chirp at you before you'd gotten in one was, doesn't matter if you win or lose, as long as you show up. Yeah. And I always thought that was kind of, I got it, I understood it, but boy, oh boy, it's better to win, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> my, I can, I remember my first WHL fight and I was, uh, I fought an exhibition, but uh, first regular season fight, I was, uh, playing in Kootenai and right in front of our bench. Uh, I think I started the game and they had uh, Graham Belak and I had no, I did no homework. I fought four times in junior B, so I had no idea. And he's like, you wanna go? I'm like, sure, why not? Cause I was trying to make the team too. So I dropped the gloves and the whole bench is yelling, no, <laughs> because they, they had no idea sure. I could fight a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I got beat up, but they were, they were, they were shocked uh, that I did that well against, uh, he, he was a tough kid. Tough guy, and uh, um, you know it kind of just snowballed from there, and that uh, became a huge part of my game. It is interesting that, like, and you know, it's it's just about out of the game, but it does do something to your team. And I, listen, I'm not, I don't want to have the debate over whether or not a fight can turn the tide of a game. I'm not sure if it can. You know what I mean? Like a fight in the first period does it really change that the, the way the game outcomes? I'm not sure. It, 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 it's all situational, but. When you do fight for your teammates, it it becomes different, right? You're, you're known as yeah, that guy'll do it, and it does bring a little extra to you as a player. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, sticking up for guys um, is probably the best way to go about fighting. Um, you know, the the hey, you want to go? You want to go? Is kind of kind of crept out of the game a little bit uh, for the most part. Um, but when you uh, you know there's a bad hit out there and um, you go and fight for or someone fights for you, it's uh, it lifts you, it lifts the rest of the bench up, and you almost uh, go out and I think it lifts the team up a little bit in the way that they want to go out and play a little bit better for you because uh, you, you know you just put your uh, your face on the line, I guess you could say, and um, you know it's uh, it's nice to see when guys uh, you know you spark the bench or someone sparks the bench like that. What's it like to score? I don't know. I don't score that much. Yeah, I'm just looking uh, it up. How many did you get last year? Three. That's three, a lot. Two, two or three. That's yeah, a lot. Two, three. Yeah. But it, it's still, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's fun. It's, uh, 
Yeah, you got so, two last year. Yeah. You got 29 in your whole career. Yeah. In the National Hockey League. Yeah, it's huh. yeah, it's uh, two last year, five or something the year before. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's fun. It's it's always nice. It's not a part of your game, uh, but it's always nice to chip in and help the help the guys out in different ways. Um, but that's not uh, that's not why I'm out there. I'm not there to put up points, you know. But when they come, it's uh, it's always a nice addition. Does it feel like like just as good at at this stage? Your little boy, the first time you throw one in, I bet you your, your two sons are starting to starting to fool around with hockey a little bit. Like the the joy of of scoring is it? Do you still get that? Like uh, you're literally you are a grizzled vet. I'm looking at you yeah. with your beard here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it still feel like that? Is it still magical? Yeah, it's, it still is. Uh, you know, it might not be for a guy my age that scores 20, 30, 40 goals a year, but uh, when you score two or three or four. Those guys like to score more than yeah. anybody else. That's yeah, why they, they do they, it. They still get excited, <laughs> but yeah, it's still exciting when you score. It's, uh, you, you know, you uh, have a nice shot or something or goes off a shin pad and in. It's, uh, it's still rewarding. And uh, like I said, it's nice to just help and chip in. Did, when when it happens, does like you know, does Marcia so or somebody who scores on a regular basis, do you get a little kidding or a little a little jab from those guys, or does Flurry let you know, hey, you still got to look after me? Is there some oh, of that yeah. stuff? There's, it doesn't matter what you do out on the ice. There's always jabs at uh, everyone. You know, if you block a shot or or pretend to block a shot, guys <laughs> are all over you for that too. So when a guy that doesn't score very much scores. Uh, Especially if it's a nice shot or a nice goal, it's uh, you know you you hear more more from the bench, so it's it's uh, it's fun. It keeps you keeps you going, and uh, you know you just got to think of something to get back at them. This has become one of my favorite questions for guys that play for the Golden Knights because our the airport where we land is right off the strip. So when we come in from uh, when you guys have played in Colorado, and the plane lands at midnight on a Monday or a Tuesday night, and the next night, if the next day is an off day, I know I'm I'm driving home. I'm going to to where to where my family is, and I'm I'm assuming you are too. But every once in a while, like I'll pull out of there and I'll look, and there's the strip. There's like the entertainment capital of the world, and Sin City. It's right there. If you hang a right, you go up the strip, and who knows what happens. If you hang a left, you go towards the suburban areas that we live in. Uh, does it? What goes through your mind when you when you get it into that car after after a road game like that, and and you you notice it? Oh, it's just. Uh, do you ever do, do you ever I, turn right? No, I, I'm always uh, <laughs> the first one out and try to get home and. Uh, you know, my boys wake up extremely early, so try to get home and try to get as much sleep as I can. But, you know, it's always nice to know that uh, that's in your backyard. Um, you know, the best restaurants, best shows, uh, best nightlife in the world is is right here in your backyard. And, um, you know, you don't go down there a whole lot, but when you do, it's, uh, it's always a fun time. Yeah, so will you every once in a while say to Melissa, hey, like, you know, I'm going to put on a jacket, you put on your best dress and... Uh Let's go. Yeah, we, you know, when you do do date, date night, uh, there, there's times that uh, you're off the strip and you're, you know, your your favorite restaurants. But with with the restaurants and shows that we have, it's uh, it, you got to take advantage of it. You go downtown and and hit up uh, one of the restaurants, and the good thing is there's hundreds of them, so um, you you almost could eat at somewhere uh, different every night and uh, not hit the same place. What are your boys' names? Cash and Talon. How much fun is that? It's awesome. It's uh, it's it's busy. Um, they're uh, full of energy and 
up at six every morning and and buzzing the entire day. It's uh, it's a wrestling match all day long, and um, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's uh, it's fun to be a dad, and uh, it, it's hard. My daughter is nine, and she has recently started to take to. I'll be walking by her and. I'll get a little shot from her and then she'll like, she'll stop and she, you know, does her little boxing pose like, uh, and it's quite humorous because yeah. it's just doesn't come natural. Uh, but uh, I would imagine with two boys, it's uh, like, they, that's probably what they want to do all the time. Yeah. Three, my, my three-year-old, he's a little, little devil, I guess you could say. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the guy he'll, he won't just give you a jab. He's, punching you and he's at that perfect height that you got to watch out so um yeah he wants to wrestle and you know my older son's almost four years older than him and if he's lying on the ground and not watching he's jumping on his back and putting him in a headlock and punching him and you know you're, you're not letting him do it but it's still uh it's, it's part of being a kid yeah do you like bringing them to the rink? Do they like coming to the rink? Yeah, they love coming here. You know, in the summer, I, I still come in on Saturdays, some Saturdays, and they come into the gym and and they just have a blast. They, you know, they run around while I'm working out and, and have fun. And then you sometimes go out on the ice and let them skate around. And, um, you know, they love love coming to the games and uh, everything. It's it's a just a great experience for them. My father was a elevator mechanic for Otis Elevator. He fixed elevators. And we grew up in a small town and he was on call. So on a Saturday, if the elevator at the hospital broke, he had to go and fix it. And uh, so, and if I was, I was the youngest of three kids. And so I was around the house and he'd be like, come on, son, let's go. And I'd have to carry this. When I got old enough, I had to carry the toolbox or whatever. I'm just thinking it's a little bit different than uh, than having your dad be a National Hockey League player and getting to go to the rink. Yeah, I still try. Once they're big enough, I'd let them carry my bag and sticks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. They they just, uh, you know, you're proud of your parents and um, to go to work. It's a, it's a huge deal when you're a kid. Yeah, well, I absolutely was you know, super proud of my dad and that whole situation. So uh, it just it's fun. It's a different, different kind of different kind of atmosphere. And sometimes we forget how lucky we are to work and live in the NHL. Yeah, it's it's a dream come true. And, um, you know, I had to still be playing at 37. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun still. It's uh, I love coming to the rink. I love being around the guys. Um that whole team going out there and competing for one another it's uh it's a great thing to be a part of if someone wants to get involved in england's heroes how do they do that well they can email us at uh, andrea angos heroes at gmail.com um email us there and get a hold of you is it at england's heroes is that yeah, your twitter I think it's account? at england's vegas born heroes on twitter and instagram cool it's a great opportunity to be uh, to give back, as you've said. And if you know someone who you think is is an Angos hero, uh, send us a note. Uh, send send the foundation a note, and they'll uh, they'll do their thing. Thanks very much for taking the time to join us. No problem. Thanks for having me.